are doing uh, a Q&A with our kids, and uh, I wanted to kind of give an explanation, maybe frame this a little bit. Did you hear the gospel reading today? What Jesus said about the children coming to him, and not be just because they're cute, although we have the cutest kids in the world, for sure. Um, but because there's something about the imagination, the wonder of a child that is for you and I a gift as a clue to how to enter into the kingdom of God. So, kids, your questions are so important to us, but actually this morning is about learning from you how to enter the kingdom of God through wondering about God. So, parents, adults, pay attention. You're about to get schooled by our kids. I'm not the only one here on the stand, um, but that you and I are actually being invited into an imagination where we can actually ask good questions of God and enter into dialogue with Him. So I'm hoping that that can happen. I'm sure it will. Um, and we have some brave kids who are going to ask us questions. And if there's other kids who want to just sit on this rug for fun, you're totally welcome to do it. Or adults if you want to do that too. But that's <laughs> a little weird, but we could do that. Um, so we have some questions. This is Miss Lauren. If you don't know Miss Lauren, I'm sure most of you do. She's the director of our family ministry, and she's helped kind of set this up. So thank you, Lauren, for helping with this. Yeah. So let's, let's do this thing, yeah? Let's do this. I, by the way, I haven't seen any of these questions. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm probably not going to have all the right answers. Uh, but again, I, the important thing here isn't having all the right answers, um, but being able to wonder with each other about God. And so that's what we're going to do. Yeah? Our first question is from Ellie this morning. All right, Ellie. Why oh. did God make the tree of good and evil? If he knew it. If he knew, well, she's, she's still asking. It gets better. If he knew, if he knew, we were going to sin. Wow. Why did God? Yeah, nice soft entrance into this. Why did God create the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if He knew we were going to sin? Ellie, that's a great question, isn't it? I, I know that there's so many adults in here who have had that question too. What a... Okay, just time out for a second. Think of the mind of a child full of wonder and asking a question like this. That's like really impressive and actually models something to us, doesn't it? That we can ask questions like this. This is just a good thing. Um, all right, let me take a best shot. Our men's Bible study, thankfully, had been studying in Genesis. And so men, we're fresh on this, aren't we? Like, we got this. We had this same debate in our Bible study. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give you a good answer other than the fact that here's what we know of the way God created things. He created us um, and all of creation, and he said it was good. And we even hear in Genesis God walking around in the garden, um, and there's this kind of relationship with God that's just so present and low-key and at peace and things are in order. Things are good. And at the same time, God has also created things as, as human beings for us to be able to choose to have choices. So kids, when your parents make you dinner and you don't have a choice about it, um, you can remind them that actually God created us to have choice. <laughs> we get to decide. And then they'll say, well, you have a choice to like go hungry or something. I don't know. Okay. I've never said that to my kids. Okay, I have. This is going off the rails, people. Bring it back. So when God creates things good, but he, and, and actually, he creates things good. One of the good things that he's created is our ability to choose. And one of the symbols of that choice is this knowledge of the tree and good and evil. 
And even though God may be able to see what we're going to do or be sovereign, we could say, over history and the way things will unfold, he still holds us with an open hand to make a choice. And I think that's actually really good news that even despite our bad choices, like in the garden, that was, that was a choice of disobedience, right? But even in our disobedience, God is still at work and is present and sovereign over history. That's like really good news. So the short answer is, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I do know that God loves us and has created us to be able to choose and especially to be able to turn and choose him out of his love for us. That's, that's, that's I think, the great mystery at the center of this is his love for us and us responding voluntarily in love in response. That's what that's really about. Amen. Amen. That's a great question. Way to go. Let's give her a round of applause. They all got to be easier than that, right? The rest of them? Ramping up. Ramping up. Come on. Oh, no. Elaine. Elaine. You want to see it? Okay. All right, Elaine, let's see what you got. Where's heaven? I don't know where, like, is it? Like, where's God? Oh. Did you hear that? Where's heaven? I don't know, like, where is it? Where's God? Okay, I have a... What a great question. You guys, look. This is such a great question in so many ways. All right. Elaine, do you remember when Jesus, in the first chapter of Mark, his, one of his first words in ministry, as when Jesus came out in public and started announcing something, do you know what he announced in Mark chapter 1? He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Sorry, the time has come. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So what Jesus was saying, and a lot of people miss this, the kingdom of God is at hand. The word at hand means like, it's like right here. It's at, like I could reach it. It's that close. And the kingdom of God is actually a phrase that Jesus used to talk about the nearness of heaven to earth, the reign and rule of God. And what Jesus was saying is heaven is at hand. It's coming close to us. And little did anyone know that the person of heaven himself was the same one making that announcement. Jesus Check this out, Elaine. Jesus is the fullness of the presence of heaven that has come close to us. So how close is heaven? It's not like way off from the clouds or in outer space. It's actually, according to Jesus, at hand. And even when we come to worship together and we reach out our hands, the food of heaven is placed in your hand. So how close is it when the food of heaven is put on your hands and it goes into your body? How close is heaven then? Super close, right? It's a, it's a wonderful thing to wonder about because what you're asking about is how close is God? And I want to say God is way closer to you than you may imagine or think. Um, and in the end of time, when everything's settled, there won't be a, a question about where is heaven because it'll be present. We'll see it and it'll all be earth and heaven reunited, perfectly in order, um, everything made right. And that's like, where history is. That's where everything's going. Isn't that amazing? Does that make any sense to you? Satisfactory? Yeah? All right. Good job. That's a great question. Good job. All right. That's a tall stool there. 
There we go. Why, why would God create people if he knew they were going to sin? Wow, this is a great question. That's a really good question. Where did you get that question? What made you think of that? Nowhere. Nowhere? Just out of thin air. That's a, that's a wonderful question. Why did God make you if he knew that you were going to make mistakes? Huh, that's the question you're asking, huh? Does that sound right? Yeah. I will say this. It's going to be a simple answer. So you can push back if you don't believe me. But I think, I think love. I think God created you because he loved you. Even before you were made. God was so in love with you and with everyone here that even though we would make mistakes and sometimes even hurt ourselves or hurt one another, he made us in love knowing also that he would come close to us in the person of Jesus and teach us how to live not a life of sin, but a life that loves God and loves our neighbors. And all of that is about love as well. So God's plan in creation was love. God's plan in salvation, in saving everything and setting things right, it's all about love. So your question is actually, I think, so cool because um, the thing underneath it uh, for us is really, it sounds like, a, this is what the, your question sounds like to me. God, how much do you love me? Do you love me so much that you'd create me even though you knew I'd make a mistake? And the same way that your parents would say, oh yeah, we love you even when you make mistakes. God says, you have no idea. I love you a million times more even when you make mistakes. And when you do make mistakes, I'll be there to help you make things right. That's how much God loves you. How's that? Pretty good? All right, thank you for your question. That was, a, that was an impressive question. Uh-oh. Bring the heat, Aubrey. <laughs> How do you know if God's actually there? How do I, what? How do you know it's, if God's actually there? How do you know if God's actually there? Like, what do you mean? Can you, like, how can you see him? Or how can you hear his voice? Or how do you know he's close? Like, how do you know God actually, like, exists? How do you know God actually exists? Wow, that's a good question. You, do you think about this all the time? Yeah. I'm sure. I had, I've had these questions. We've all had this question, right? Like at some point, like how do you really know that God exists? I think um, the, the ways that we, when you say no, um, let me ask you this way. How do you know that mom loves you? It's hard to... <laughs> It's kind of hard to prove, right? Like we could pull out a ruler, but that's not going to help. We could pull out some like magnifying glasses or like a calculator. That's not going to really help us explain how we know that mom loves our family. How do we know? And if someone who didn't know our family came to us and said, how do you know that mom loves you? Uh, We would say, well, we'd probably tell them stories about mom, things mom has done for us, right? The ways that she sacrifices things or serves us. Or even the ways that she tells us, I love you. Um, the way she sings to you when she puts you to bed and that kind of thing. Um, and I think it's the same way. How do we know God is, exists? Um, is, uh, it's a tricky question because we, we can't usually use like, science won't help us answer that question entirely. It may give us clues. It may give us some interest, interesting kind of uh, perspectives. But in the end of the day, we're not going to be able to prove that God exists outside of um, a little bit questions like, well, then how do you explain all this? 
Where did, where did all this come from? And why is it that human beings are so, um, when left alone even, human beings' greatest question is, why am I here? All of, everything about, there's something in us. There's like these clues that are alive in us that our soul reaches upward and outward to something way bigger and greater that we can really not know. We, we can't know who's out there, what's there, unless, unless the God that does exist reveals himself to us. And that's who Jesus is. And when we look back at all of history and see what God is doing, not only from the beginning in creation, but through the prophets, the Ten Commandments, Israel, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the kings, judges, all the way up to the person of Jesus, we get all of these interesting clues of God revealing himself to us. And then in Jesus, we see it in perfect clarity. And we go, oh, this is the God that exists? It's amazing. And then when you see what Jesus did for us, not only like we talked about said, the kingdom of God is at hand, it's time, it's close by. But also when you see what Jesus did for us in taking on our sin and dying on a cross for our sins, for our sake, and then being raised from the dead and then ascending to sit at the right hand of the throne of God, steering the course of history for all of time. When you see God doing that kind of thing, revealing to us, we are left with asking, so who is the God that exists that does this? Who is this God? Um, and we see it in Jesus. And so there's, there's a point in which we can't actually prove it in ways that be on a shadow of a doubt. There's always going to be doubts. Because, and I think this is really important, there's a point in where we have to decide whether or not we're going to believe and have faith. Not like closing our eyes or plugging our ears and turning off our brains, but actually thinking through carefully and also paying attention to the way that God speaks to us in Scripture and among the family of God, the people of God, how they, God speaks to us through these people, um, and paying attention for the ways that God is saying, hey, Aubrey, I'm here. I exist, and I love you. Uh, we, we come to the table, like I said, every week, and we're, we're kind of nudged again with the presence of God. If you pay attention, you'll notice, and he's happy to help you notice. Um, but you can't take any of this into a science laboratory and say, now prove that God exists. Because he stands way outside of scientific knowledge. Scientific knowledge is wonderful, but it has limits. And um, God is not, he's not constrained by those limits. He's so much bigger than that. Um, but, but also, last thing I'll say about this, this is a big question, y'all. We don't also have to like button up every doubt or question that we have. We can be childlike in the sense of like, wow, there's a lot that I don't know. I, I want to be full of wonder and let it lead you to worship. Let it, talk to God about it. God, how do I know that you really exist? I've prayed that prayer a million times in my life. And if you pay attention, I think he is so good and so loving that he will actually speak to you in really surprising and wonderful ways and make known to you that he does exist and that he does love you and he is nearby. It's a tricky question, but that's a a great question. I hope that helps, Aubrey. We'll talk more at home. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure. Do we have time for one more? That's it? How, How long was that, Stephen? 15 minutes? 17 minutes. All right. Where did that time go? Um, can I just hear? Can I just hear the other questions? We want to ask the answer, though. Can I just hear them read? Lauren, can you read the questions, the other ones? Do you have any more? I have a whole stack in the other room. Oh, okay. So we only have, okay. No more questions. But remember, I already booked you for October 17th. Oh, that's right. I'm going to be in the so, class. That's yeah. great. So, well, um, kids. This is like the warm-up. You should use the mic because I can't hear you on the. 
There this go. was like your warm-up, Sean, for <laughs> October 17th and lots more dates. Well, for um, as, as uh, your priest, I have the honor of being a spiritual father, but I just want to remind you that we are all spiritual mothers and fathers. And the work that we're doing, Lauren and I and the other clergy, is not work just for like specially educated clergy people with collars or something. This is a sacred vocation that all of you adults have made a vow around that baptismal font to fulfill. And so when your kids or other people's kids who are your kids by baptism ask you questions and open up and wonder, we should celebrate that and honor that and wonder with them. And I hope that this gives you some clues into how, how that looks, even in your own family life together. You guys, thank you so much for your awesome questions. Can we give the kids a round of applause? You guys can get up. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Let's take a, just a moment of silence to reflect and invite the Holy Spirit to make us wonder like children about God's presence and His great love for us, especially as we're about to come up to the table. Amen. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.